Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. If you are new to the Be Your Own Kind brand, welcome. If you like what you hear and see, please subscribe to the Be Your Own Kind YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, please follow me. Also in the description box, you can find my Linktree link to all Be Your Own Kind related matters, such as the BYOK merch, where we sell items from t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, and mugs. Also, you will find our website and the links to my social media pages. Also, we are always looking to collaborate with others, such as business owners, vloggers, bloggers, or just if you simply want to share your story. Last but not least, if you are looking to promote your business, Be Your Own Kind will gladly promote you. If you are interested in details, please email me at info at beyourownkind.com. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Be Your Own Kind platform. Hi lovelies, I have the honors of being a guest on Charlie Marco's podcast entitled Confluence, The Lifestyle last year and we had a grand time as we talked about life and spirituality. Well this time was no different. We picked up where we left off and discussed life points and of course she shared some spiritual nuggets with us to carry into the holidays. One of the things I love about Charlie is how she motivates others in a relatable way. I am excited to share with you the thoughts of author and motivational speaker Charlie Marco as she shares her story of her marriage and dating post-divorce. So let's get into it. Do you find yourself overwhelmed with small business tasks? Well, Be Your Own Kind Freelancing is here to take the weight off. We specialize in assisting businesses with various administrative duties, HR consulting, online marketing, and editing services for podcasters and YouTubers. If you have a need we haven't mentioned, contact us to see if we can help. For more information, email us at info at beyourownkind.com. Leave the tedious task with us and take your time. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing today? Girl, it is a dreary December here in Texas, but I am up alive kicking it and on this side of the world so all is well I can't complain all right all right (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself well hey everyone I am Charlie Marcole Arthur speaker self-love coach and educator I am here because I'm ready to talk about whatever my friend Roro Renita is ready to talk about honey (laughs) I love to talk Um, I believe in specializing and making painful conversation easy. So if it's hard to you, I try to figure out a way how you can attack it at such an easy way that it doesn't seem like a task or feat. That's actually important because most people don't handle those difficult conversations or difficult realizations because it's just, I don't know, it's ugly. It don't feel right, you know, so that's that's well needed. But you know what? I think about everything that we go through, like, okay, I'm a mother. I remember like getting big, getting, oh Lord, out of the ordinary, a a shape that I never ever saw myself in. I didn't find myself very beautiful. But when I gave birth, I brought something to life 
it was the most beautiful experience and it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever held in my hand. And I might be a little bit biased, but I think about it. Even when I go to the beauty shop, even when I get braids, I look like a, a mess. It's all over my head. But when I get done, baby, <laughs> I come through shining like glow. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think we every process that we go through, be it physical, be it mental, be it spiritual, it's ugly. But when we go through it, get through it, we are beautiful when we come out. I like that. I like that. So what made you get into self-love coaching? What, what exactly is self-love coaching? Oh, what made me get into it is because I realized I needed it. Okay. So I am one that believe, like I speak from experience. I cannot talk to anybody about anything that I have not lived through. Right. I am a stickler about that. Like, you know, like I don't get advice from people that have not walked in this shoe and have somewhat of the testimony. So I got started in this industry after my divorce, um, failed marriage. Um, My self-esteem was low. Like low, 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 like low. Mm-hmm. And I needed someone to pull me back up out of the miry clay. And a coach did it for me. And then when I started to open it up and blossoming, the coach thought, hey, this is something that you should look into. Other women need to hear your story. Other women are going through the same thing. But if everybody is silent, and no one is sharing the story, then what? Then what? So that made me decide, okay, all right. See, part of the problem about sharing your story is that you don't want people to judge you. So I had to be okay with sharing my story. And once I became okay, and then I started helping other women, the weight started lifting off of me. Hmm. And so when weight started lifting off of me, other women say, hey, that can happen for you. I know it can happen for me too. So it all started in 2014. Okay. Okay. And I know you wanted to touch upon um, life after divorce today. So might I ask, um, how long were you married and what made you realize it was time to let it go? Let your marriage go. Oh, listen, don't, don't, don't judge me. No, I was married for two and a half years in the relationship a total of five um but I knew walking down the aisle that I was probably making the biggest mistake of my life Mm. I knew I had no business doing what I was about to do none what made me decide to let it go I wasn't even fully in it (laughs) okay truth be told like I told you I specialize in making painful conversation easy when my ex-husband got ready to leave I don't even think I cried wow I actually helped him pack his bag so what made me let it go is I wasn't I know that I didn't give it my all and sad to say I probably shouldn't have we shouldn't have done it but, you know, it's a lesson in everything that we go through. But I wasn't fully immersed. I never, I never even changed my last name. Oh, it made it so easy. I didn't have nothing to do. I didn't have to go down to, you know, Social Security Administration. I didn't have to change credit cards. I didn't have to 
you know, changing driver's license. I had never even changed my passport. I did nothing. I was never fully immersed. I lived a single lady's life as with a husband. Interesting. So did you ever love him? Listen, I liked him a lot. I got married at the age of 30 when women are at that cusp when every family event you go to, everybody's like, oh, we gonna get you know, and I literally had everything. I had the degrees. I had my bachelor's. I had my master's. I had my kid by another man. You know, I even had my first home. I was driving a nice car. I wore nice clothes. Like everything to my story was put together, but I didn't have that one piece. I felt like that I needed to make my world complete. So opportunity meant opportunity mm. he needed something from me and i needed something from him and that's the reality um and so my wedding lasted probably longer than the marriage the debt did for sure the debt did for sure and um i just finished paying for that wedding this year oh really <laughs> that's not like a huge wedding it was huge it was, okay. it was huge it was huge, but that was my concern. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm here to help somebody today. My yes, concern. I love transparency. Not, yeah, that that my concern. Honestly, I got married at the age of the bridezilla. Mm. You know, bridezilla. You know, I see it. I want it. I cop it. I get it. Right. So I had two dresses. I had this. I had that. You name it. I probably had it, and that was my concern. Not the, the wedding was more of the, the focus versus actually getting married. The marriage was not in the, uh, girl, I was like, who? I remember my mom came up to me and said, don't be so busy planning a wedding that you forget about the marriage. Mm. And you know what? I like that you're bringing this up because a lot of people don't like to admit that. A lot of people don't like to admit like, you know, it's about that time, you know, he, he want to do it. I want to do it. So we got, we got married. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a marriage of convenience or it's just like, let's do this thing, you know, like a jagged edge. We ain't getting no younger type deal. Like, let's just, you know, let's, just, <laughs> and people don't like to admit that, you know, and even, even with me being, being married, sometimes I still have to do those check-ins. Like, is this still adding to my life? Am I still happy? Am I with him because I'm comfortable? Am I with him because I'm still I'm still in love with him. So even when you're still married, you still need to do those check-ins because if you don't, you'll find years passing and you're in an unhappy situation. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that you were like, look, I wasn't really in this for the the marriage. I just wanted those pictures, and he wanted to do it, so we did it. You know, so I like the accountability, and that's that's a real yeah. story. Yeah. And you, let me tell you what else, social media was getting ready to pop off, you know, mm-hmm. like it, you were new to the gram, new to Facebook. And so, you know, it was like, look at me. I mean, now this is uh, all about a show and I can literally see when it's for a show and when it's for real. Um, but listen, I was just in that space. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for deliverance because I look at it differently now and that is what that was all about about that learning lesson Mm -hmm. i hate that it cost me thirty thousand dollars 
and two dresses and a whole lot of people that wasted their money, bridesmaids, mamas, you know, but hey, I'm here still. Staying. I want to see those pictures though. Like I want to see those wedding pictures. $30,000. I'm curious. I want to see the wedding. <laughs> so um, I'm going to rearrange this next question because you, you did mention when you were married, you were still living the single life. How, how is it, how, what am I trying to say? Are you still, are you living a different type of single life now? Are you still just following the same patterns or, 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 or dating? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Dating with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I live a different type of life now. Okay. I, okay. So I'm glad you asked that. That is a great question because you know, you continue to go through the same graded school because you flunk, right? Mm-hmm. So let me take that higher. You continue to go through the same lessons because you're not learning it. Right. So I literally had to say to myself, okay, what is the lesson? Because I initially, after the divorce, I'll be alive and say that it just, you know, clicked. No, it didn't. Now, in 2020, a woman that operates from self-love and affirmation behaves very differently. It's nothing that you can say to me that my spirit didn't already spoke to me about, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I behave differently. I act differently. But more importantly, I know my worth. At 30, I really didn't know I was falling into what people said I should be, what Mm -hmm. I should have, how I should go, right? But now I am okay with operating in that space of saying, we're not ready yet. I don't even know if it's him. God might be, this might be the testing ground, okay? (laughs) I don't even know if it's him. I am in prayer about him because if it ain't, he got to go. But sometimes we think when we're invested so much and put so much in and we've been together so long that the next step is, man, it might be the training ground. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I've learned as women, like in this even self-love journey for myself and culture of the women, that we have not learned how to date. Mm. And so I'm in this place in my life where I am learning how to date. Monday, it might be Jimmy. Tuesday, it might be myself. Wednesday, it might be myself. Thursday, it might be Glover. Friday, it might be Netflix and chill with Teddy. I don't know who it may be, but what I'm saying is I make that time for myself and I'm okay with dating myself. And when I'm done with me, then I can open up to other people. But until then, you notice I made a time in there for me. Right. And that's what I didn't do prior to. I had to fill my life with things and people. You know, I ain't left this house since Thursday afternoon. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> but that's the most important relationship with you because I feel like if you're not secure within yourself, then you're not allowing yourself to set boundaries. You're not allowing yourself for self-accountability and people will run all over you. And they, I really feel like people can sense um, people's le- like women's level of self-worth 
and that's how some men pick their women you know like oh she you know she got daddy issues let me let me go ahead and you know like people play off of your vulnerabilities so you have to be you have to be cognizant of those vulnerabilities to make sure a person don't do that you know say it again you know what in my first book i talked about how men are kind of like vultures like a vulture can smell a dead carcass from a mile away, like miles away. Like you could see vultures, you know, and buzzards circling around, but you don't see the body or the roadkill or what's dead or what they're about to attack. Mm-hmm. And same thing works the same way or with self-love. Like a man can tell when you lack it. And a man can tell when you too much for him to handle and that it's hard for him to attack it. Right. You're right. So, so as you're dating, are there some boundaries that can never be crossed? Like, have you set some like concrete boundaries? Like, Hey, if, if you cross this, there is no, there's no point of return. Like, yeah, I believe in operating in honesty, Mm. whatever that may be. Um, because if there is no honesty in it, then what are we doing it? Cause honesty leads into trust. So if you're seeing other people, it's okay to say that you're seeing other people. You know, I think, again, that's that part of dating. Like, that's that part of dating that we don't like to touch on. Or, you know, I like to say life after divorce. Like, hey, you, you should be seeing, you know, several people until you find that purpose-driven partner that you can do life with. I need to hashtag that purpose-driven partner that you can do life with. Purpose driven because it should be purpose driven at this age, right? Right, but yeah, there are boundaries. Um, trust is also a thing. If I can't trust you, then I can't see myself like even friendship is built on trust, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't see you often, but I, I trust you, Renita. Like, I know if I come up to Indiana, yeah, like I know that you ain't gonna like take me to the wolves and leave me on the side <laughs> of the road in an abandoned building, like. Trust, there has to be a level of trust. <laughs> you know, there has to be a level of trust there in order for you to be vulnerable. Right. And I, I believe in being vulnerable. Vulnerability is also a deal breaker as well. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So um, as I was researching, because I know what topic you wanted to speak on, um, it was so many negative topics surrounding divorce for women. Like there were a lot of articles like life after divorce for men, but there were barely any for women. Like it's like you, it's almost like they were saying, you, uh, girl, if you're a certain age, you need to stay in that marriage because life is over if you get, you know, once you get a divorce. And I didn't like the depiction of that. So I wanted to ask you, like, what type of advice would you have for women that are in a bad marriage and they're afraid to leave because of, like you said, um, people, what people are going to say or whatever other reason, what advice would you give that woman that wants to get out of the situation? Well, I would never tell any woman to leave her husband that listen, right. I'm, I'm, cause that's something that yeah, I'm, I'm a stand on that because I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> never, ever tell any woman you know to leave her husband but there are grounds for divorce um that there are it, it, that there are grounds for divorce um because i had to like research that and if there are biblical grounds for divorce as well um but 
I would tell any woman to make sure, A, that she's done her research. Like, you know, find out what the state laws are concerning divorce. You say in Texas, there's no such thing as alimony. Um, so if you're like, you know, maybe in a divorce for financial reasons, you know, you need to sit down and see what your state says about alimony, about if you have children, child support, all of those other things. You want to definitely research the law. Um, in the state of Texas, your ex-spouse can't get your retirement funds unless it's been at least 10 years. Well, okay, praise the Lord. I didn't fall under that category, so my retirement was left alone. But in some states, they are able to mess with that. So you want to make sure that you have done all of your research before you step out. Also, make sure that you protect yourself. So if you feel like you're fear, fearing for your life, you want to make sure that if you, wherever you move, there's, there's security, there's things that can protect you, um, that, you know, if you're going to live with your, your mom, make sure that your mom knows, you know, all of those things. And another thing, when you're ready to leave, I'm going to say this, I know as women, sometimes we protect our relationship, like we protect it, like we don't say. But if you are in an abusive space and place, somebody needs to know and start with the police. Hmm. So when you do make that move, everybody's not like, okay, she done snap. Uh-uh. This has been ongoing. Awesome. That's the thing right there. And that's why I like the fact you said you wouldn't, you would never tell someone to leave their husband. And I've I've had people come to me married and they'll be so upset. And I'm and I would say a lot of things like, okay, well, look at it from your side. Is, is this a reaction or is this, you know, like let's do some problem solving? Let me be a mediator and things of that sort. But I would never say out my mind, out my mouth, girl, you need to leave them. And and a lot of people, like when me and my husband were going through Rocky Pierce, kind of felt like I like, what are you staying for? Why do you da, da, da? and I'm just like, I love him though, you know, and and that's another thing. When you're dealing with matters of the heart you really got to be careful what you tell people because if, if you go back people gonna say i thought you said right. i thought you said man. <laughs> girl i thought you said you like oh my god that's why i said if you if you make up your mind right and you've been in an abusive place and space then and only then tell somebody but like and you actually you should tell somebody like the cops, if you're in that place now. But like you said, if I decide to go back to them, then people look at you crazy. Like, you did what? And you're like, I loved them. I thought you said, you know, your friends would make you remember. I thought you said, like, girl, right, I did. And then they don't I forgive said, them ever. They don't forgive them ever. Like, y'all been a moved on. Never forgive. <laughs> never. They riding until the wheels fall out. Family and friends, they got your back. Like, flow fat ties, like, girl, no. <laughs> That's him. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's why I was like, if, if you don't, you keep it to yourself. If you don't, if you don't want the repercussion, make sure you leaving before you say certain things. Yes. Mm -mm. Girl, look at him over there. Right. You know how we do, girl. It don't matter the state. You know how my people are, honey. <laughs> So um, I, have a, um, I, have, I have something that it hit my mind this morning. So how was your, how was your son affected by, by the divorce? So I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. 
<laughs> my son was not really affected because it was not his father, okay. not his biological father. My son's father is by my college sweetheart. See, that's why I became a self-love coach too, because I had to figure out why all of these little pockets of going, you know, was going on. Mm-hmm. But um, the only my son was really elated when it was over with because he felt like his mom wasn't his mom. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I like that. Like when I was growing up, uh, I think my parents were divorced when I was like four or five. So I didn't really know what was happening. I was too young. So growing up, I'm like, oh man, I wish my parents would stay together. And now when I as I became an adult. And was just listening to Bob like, oh man, my my uh childhood would have been tumultuous had y'all stayed together. Like maybe it was (laughs) I wouldn't want to see my parents growing up, you know, like me growing up watching them be miserable. You know what I'm saying? So Yes, um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I just wonder because I did cling to my stepdad. My parents have been married; both of them been married three times. Um, so I I've I have some attachments like to all my step parents. I keep in contact with all of them. So um, I was just wondering, like, did that affect him in a way? Like, was his dad, you know, was his dad like active in his even life? Communicate or? with him at um and and you know because his dad is so prevalent. I'm thankful with oh. that department because his dad is really prevalent in his life. Okay. And so like, you know, it, it never missed a beat. Like my son, I sometimes feel like I had a baby for a man. My son absolutely adores his father. So that relationship didn't affect him much. And for that, I am thankful. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we have a staple question here um, at the BYOK podcast. And that question is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Oh, sure. I made up this word and it's the word for my podcast and it's confluencer. Hmm. Confluencer, um, it's where confidence meets influence. I want to be a contagious influence everywhere I go. I want to be a light, the light that shines in a world full of darkness. And so I try to live my life um, with God as a head and, you know, put me behind. But when people are like contagiously drawn to me, it's God's light that they see in me and not anything else. So I call it confluence. I love that. I love that term. Um, when, because uh, I was actually, I had the honors of being a guest on your podcast and I looked up there, I'm like, what is confluence? <laughs> but um, but when, if you listen, when you listen to the podcast, you actually define it. So I'm like, all I had to do was press play, right? Um, <laughs> so when I was listening to your podcast, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> listen, oh, I love that term. Thing- Things happen when I drink Jesus juice. A lot of things <laughs> came to me on some Jesus juice, right? You know, because Jesus' first miracle, come on, our Lord, was turning that water into wine. And my mind actually just explodes with ideas. And that was one of those cases that it just exploded with an idea. And I was like, I like the word. I like the word. And I just want to be a contagious influence, full of confidence, affecting women in a positive way for change, 
using gift skills, talents. Like it's just so encompasses a whole lot. And you definitely are contagious. Your personality is very contagious. Like first time meeting you, I was like, oh my God, this woman is everything. Like you just have a light about you. Like literally it's like, oh, like it's just a spiritual glow about you. And I like your outlook on life, you know? And I look, you you don't even know, you'll post some things and it would just incur, like touch my heart. And I'm like, get out of my business. Like I was really feeling like that today, so. You know, keep keep spreading that light because we need we need more people like you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> listen, I you know, I, I everybody has a story. You just gotta be willing to share your own. But when I think about like literally when I think about the goodness of God and everything that he's done for me, yes, I still cuss, yes, I still turn up, yes, I still act a fool, yes, I've been divorced. Yes, I'm a single mom. Like I can just think about all of the mucklers that I could wear by my name. But at the end, I'm going to always say, but God, you know, Amen. um, and I look at it as God never came to save the perfect pe- person. You know, he didn't, he never hung out with the perfect people. He hung out with people like me. And I tell that to people and I just really try to be a vessel because somewhere I know I'm not listening to me from the go like spiritual, like a, like a mug, but somewhere when I think about, when I talk to people about Christianity and religious, you know, things, it's like, yeah, I don't go to church. Yeah. I don't do this. And then, you know, they look at me, they're like, you go to church. Like before COVID, if the church house was open, I was there. Cause I needed a, just a little bit more, Lord. Whatever you was giving, giving me, right. just give me a little bit more. And then, I, but I think that I am a vessel to help people understand that it's no such thing as perfect people. It was only one perfect person, and he didn't even live past thirty-five. You know, it takes a lot to be perfect. He died at thirty-three, and so like if he, he knew, that's why he came. That's why he came. And I, I I, try to live my life so people can see that I'm flawed like a mug. I'm like Peter mixed with Paul, mixed with the woman at the well, mixed <laughs> with the woman at the well, you know, you know, but um, I just, I just want to just be that light in this, in a dark world. And you, you definitely are. And I love what you said. And I, you know, I, the, now I'm, I'm now you got me in a spiritual mode, but what I love the most about Jesus is he understands. He understands grief. He understands grief. He understands anger. He understands disappointment. Yes. He understands he not understands being sure. disappointment more than people understand. Yes. He, he understands disappointment more than people understand. Like yes. he understands how to want to get out of something and, and can't. He even asked that. Listen on the cross. On the yes, on the cross. (laughs) He understands. Yes, that's why we gotta be this light because somewhere, some somebody got it confused and has sold to the world that we serve. Yeah, we serve a perfect gospel, and I think that's our job, Renita, with these podcasts and these platforms to still say, yeah. I struggle. Yeah, I struggle in my marriage. Yeah, I struggle as a person. Yeah, I struggle, you know, with my own insecurities, with yes. my own flaws. But guess what? But God. But God. I ain't got me started on the search. No, I, I love it. I love that. I just I just love it because when I read, when I'm reading um the New Testament, I'm like, oh, you know, um uh, one of the stories that resonate with me, um, especially this year, is when John, his cousin John got killed. 
and Jesus went off to himself to greet because that was his cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like they were close. Mm -hmm. And even in the midst of his sorrow, he still had to do, you know, God's work. That's where the whole multitude came and the fish and the loaves, you know, it kind of transitioned into that situation. It's like, so he knows that he knows what it's like to try to pick up the pieces while still doing God's work. You know, like there's not, he came down here to understand our emotions. He gets it. You know what I'm saying? And, and like you say, people try to make him this grand or hard to reach type God. And that's not that's not what he is. He came down to understand why we get mad, why we sad, why, you know, why we angry? Like, what's our problem? He gets it. And I love that. I love that because even on the cross, Jesus was like, God, uh, if there's another will for my life, can you let me know right now? This hurt. Can you, know, you let me know right, like right, 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 like right, 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 wait, 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 you know, we have like we have a venture, but, you know, every time we talk, we do talk about spirit. But I, it's always great to comfortably talk, you know, to someone that shares your faith, you know, because some Christians, you can't have these real conversations with They're They're so stuck on the only two sins that people ever focus on is fornication and cigarettes. There are, you know what, I'd rather hang out. <laughs> with the fornicator than someone that's envious is back backstabbing me you know what i'm saying like lying to me those are things that say, people don't miss listen, i heard one preacher say them in college so we we say thou shalt not kill right ten commandments so right. what some of us physical old school christians think i've never killed anybody and he said but what did you did you kill their spirit right did you kill them in words did you kill them with you know because you weren't kind right and i was like god because see we we are like stuck in a box per se and mm-hmm. so when he said that that resonated with it with me it's like well you know what have i killed somebody because words hurt sometimes worse than a bu- bullet wound yes it you does. know was it um lauren hill that said one shot to your heart without breaking your skin yeah that's exactly that's the word what like you you have pierced me with your words so yeah yeah and, and that right. stuff resonates stuff i can remember that stuff as a kid i can remember some stuff that was said to me years ago 20 30 years ago like it happened you know but i, I don't remember too many physical wounds so you're right <laughs> so you're right deep. So, so what are you up to? What's your upcoming projects? I am working on a project that I'm trying to release for my 42nd birthday. Okay. Um, I'll be 42 in 20, no, 19 days. You look and so good. And listen, the theme I've come up with is fortitude. Hmm. You know, fortitude. Um, 42, but fortitude. I'm standing firm, I'm standing tall, and I'm standing proud regardless of everything that I've gone through, but I'm working on this new book. And this book is, this title is going to mess the world up. It's going to catch everybody by surprise. But it came to me last night before I went to sleep. I slept on it and I woke up and said, that's it. So I'm working on this ebook to be released. 
in, in a few weeks. And oh, then I'm really? working on a, yeah. And then I'm working on another book, hard copy book. Um, I just, you know, I kind of fell off, you know, with coaching and educating, you know, I kind of fell off from my first love and writing and I go back so long ago. I mean, elementary years, I've been able to express myself through writing when I couldn't express myself with words. And I'm going back to my first love and she don't ju judge me. We just, we just go loose leaf and pen and paper. We go. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm coming back to my first love to give a new spin on even how I write. Usually I'm a non-fictional writer, but this time I'm writing from a fiction standpoint. So that's the challenge too. I can't wait to read it. I'll read it. I'll review it and I'll talk about it. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot wait. So where can people find you, Charlie? Oh, I would love for you to find me. My new website, I, you know, relaunched my new website during COVID. COVID has been a great thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. Literally, I was on the verge of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. And like we said before, we went live. God said rest. God said, I'm going to give you some rest for your weary soul. And I have been able to relaunch my website. Um, the new website is www.iamcharliemarkole.com. That is I-A-M-C-H-A-R-L-I-E-M-A-R-C-O-L.com. And I am found on all social media platforms as Charlie Marcole. Now, Mark, people say Marcole wrong, but it's just literally pronounce how it's spelled, Marco. Okay, okay. Well, I look forward to your book. I look forward to your future endeavors. Uh, and I look forward to our conversations. <laughs> and you stay encouraged, man. You stay encouraged. And thank you for taking time, you know, out of your day to, to, guest, to be a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really do. You know, I'll do anything for you. You know that. You know that we connected in Chicago um, last year mm -hmm. and you became a gleam of light for me a go-to light um, you know because Chicago is like a very cold drill. it was cold y'all are used to it up there but for me I'm not used to that type of light <laughs> um, but it was a very cold and dreary weekend that I do remember mm -hmm. and you were just like that gleam of light like oh we laughed so hard so long you know uh i think at the comedy show we got us a good kiki in and we just <laughs> we said that we were gonna keep in touch and that we did and for that i am so grateful and thankful for our friendship so anything for you oh thank you thank you same for you well um anything you want to add before we sign off no that's it i just want you to have a, a marvelous holiday season okay and same for you same for you and everyone don't forget to be your own kind and take care of you and take care of each other until next time bye <laughs>
of an imperfect 